Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 188 here. Altai, joined this week by... Omer. All right. Took another hiatus last week, but we are back now. Episode 188. A uh, lot on the plate. Uh, any any special place to begin, Omer? Uh, yeah, we'll start with uh, censorship. A fun topic, all right? Not so much related to MMOs too much nowadays, but a little bit. Because, again, we talked a few weeks ago about Final Fantasy XIV's new uh, TOS, where they basically said, uh, if you... The wording was really funny. It was like, if you if you unilaterally uh, disagree... If you unilaterally re- you reject someone's opinion, that's now considered a bannable offense. But uh, And there's been this story about with, with Sony's headquarters, for example. Sony's, like, is now... They moved their, I think, their, their, their headquarters... One of their offices to America, where they're, like... Uh, to make their stuff more like appeal to Americans and like more censorship, less like sexual stuff. There's an article recently on um, GameIndustry.biz where actually um, how the Me Too movement is actually affecting um, Sony and on, on their on their actual game development. Where now apparently a lot of developers of Sony are like are afraid to put certain sexual things in the in their games and their products because they're afraid of backlash of the of the Me Too movement. And I was mentioning the, in the pregame actually that you and me watched the movie this last week uh, called Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with Al Pacino, Alec Baldwin, a bunch of other famous actors from the '90s. And in the movie, there's a scene where they drop uh, the, the F-bomb. And I guess the F-got-bomb? I don't want to say it on, on here. I don't want to get banned. And it, it, it really caught me off guard because, like, you and me have been kind of playing a lot more modern games, watching a lot more more recent movies, right? So hearing this scene where where Alec Baldwin just drops, like, this 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 you know, anti-gay slur, just, like, really loud with so much passion, I was like, whoa. And, like, I, 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 I was shook. You, you just don't see that anymore. So... It reminded me, like, wow, we just don't have like games and stuff that does this anymore. Like, this is such a taboo topic now. And I think if done right, like, you can still deliver, you know, impact in the movie. And I think, I think that scene, for example, was done really well in the movie. So it kind of, it wasn't like anti-guarantee. It, it fit the scene in the movie. But now, artistic freedoms, Altai. Artistic freedoms are under attack. It is. It is. And uh, the 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 issue here is the the monoculture. And the lovely thing here is they're trying to project inclusiveness, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually a very exclusionary concept because okay, I, I, this kind of relates to it. Okay, here, how about this? What do you think of this more? So mm-hmm. this Twitch uh, streamer, this lady, she's a Lithuanian. Okay, mm-hmm. she dressed like that black chick from Apex Legends, right? Okay, she got banned on Twitch. What? Wait, banned? Yeah, because well, she put some black paint on her skin. Now in America, in America. Uh, there's some context here of why that's racist, right? Because you had white actors playing black people in the past, right? But in Lithuania, they didn't enslave any black people. So why the hell can a Lithuanian girl put on black paint? Hold on. Even like with blackface in America, I mean, there's a history for this, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't, was it done with any kind of racist intent? Uh, on her case? Think- no, she had no clue. In America, you oh, can't, of like. Of course, her, her intentions are obviously not, not, you know, racist, right? But like, even with American film, like, when did blackface stop being used in American film? And I, I don't think it was used, like, as a form of racism. Well, it was, because they specifically did not want black people in movies. Mm-hmm. So instead of a black actor, they would use a white actor painted black. Because they didn't okay. want a black person in, like, Hollywood movies, like, or any movie. Interesting. So, now, that, that, that context doesn't exist in Lithuania. Right, mm-hmm. so it's actually the American SJWs are the ra- most racist people on the planet because they're imposing America's cultural context and history on people all over the world, even though they don't have this baggage that we have on this case. I, I I don't see the problem though. Like just just if you're trying to cosplay as a fictional character 
But again, just, you're not like it's not exclusionary at all. The way you know, the way you, you described America, it's an echo. Well, yeah, right, but okay. So because of that racist background in America, any blackface in America echoes that. Yeah, that history. But like I said, now we can argue about that. You know, we go back, should blackface in America today be allowed? I don't know. We can go back and forth on that. Whatever. Okay. I say sure. Why you not? say sure. Whatever. Okay, that's a, that's a different argument than the one I'm having here. Mm-hmm. In her country, there you can argue it. She she should be able to yeah. wear it. If, if a black person in America can wear a blonde wig and, and cosplay as a blonde person, there's no reason why this lady can't cosplay as a black person, right? But it makes no right, sense. It's, it's just us. It's America imposing, or SJWs in America imposing their culture and context on the rest of the world. That's that's I, I, this actually surprised me. I didn't think you'd get banned for this. Like, if she was trying to be racist, yeah, right. Like, if if, if you like, hey, look at me, I'm black, I'm doing all this like this bad, silly stuff, right? Like, if you want to like take it and make it racist, you can. But she was cosplaying a pretty popular character in what arguably one of the most popular games right now. It's I I don't know. I want some more context here that we're missing. It just seems like pretty ridiculous that this is enough to get her banned. I mean, people well, people cosplay as like like Klingons. They cosplay as like aliens with like orange skin from uh, those that Disney movie, whatever it's called, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, right? Like there there are. People cosplay as like anime characters and stuff like, but I don't know. This is really odd. Yeah. So there's that. Um, anyway, so back to the Sony thing. So same thing. So mm-hmm. since like you said, Japan moved the Sony headquarters. I'm not, excuse me, the PlayStation headquarters of Sony mm-hmm. to America. So now globally, all developers uh, writing for PlayStation have to abide mm-hmm. by the American uh, monoculture. Again, okay, this this is. This is really starting to show itself, you know, in Twitch, people getting banned for this. And again, we, we mentioned when Final Fantasy XIV revised their, uh, you know, their acceptable use policies. And the thing here that caught me most, uh, you know, off guard is, you know, control F unilateral there. Expressions that unilaterally reject another person's opinion in Final Fantasy XIV is not considered bannable. Um, you know, this is, this is uh, considered an offensive expression. How is it offensive to tell somebody, you know, maybe the, you know, Maybe the healer shouldn't be a tank. You know, if the guy's like, yo, I'm a, I'm a healer. I'm going to play tank. I got this, bro. And if you go like, you know what? That's a bad idea. You know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna reject this idea. And apparently that's considered offensive expression now. And it, it just feels like we can't communicate or disagree without it becoming offensive now, you know? Like, when did being upset ever become, like, offensive in and of itself? You know, like, you can have a conversation with somebody and get, get like, a little upset. Like, that, that shouldn't be offensive in and of itself. Well, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, what's offensive and not is determined by any every local culture, right? I mean, you you've mentioned the the drama to me with uh, like um with Discord that there was some there was some Discord drama with uh, some of the Discord admins, for example, being very pro like uh, furry stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. And for example, like if you guys don't already know this, I think lolly content on, on Discord is heavily moderated and bannable. If you post lolly lolly hentai, for example, right, which is perfectly legal. You know, there there there's lolly perfectly legal right you is always trying to fight that we gotta fight back boys but like you, you can find all over the internet right now but twitch doesn't discord doesn't want it anywhere on their platform however regular porn stuff is all okay but they've decided that lolly hente is where they draw the line and a lot of the apparently a lot of the several of the discord safety and trust team uh members are actually into something called furry and they're the, the cub, cub porn cub. so maybe, maybe you can explain that all right so cub cub for you know it's just a lolly version of furry so a young fox person would be a cub uh art mm-hmm. now i think it's all degenerate nonsense to burn it all down but uh well no Omar, Omar, protect the lollies <laughs> protect, so the lollies are not they're they're cartoon they're drawn the cubs are people dressing up and they're, they're underage i think what people take an issue with it and um the reactionary reactionaries like me 
take an issue with the inconsistency and hypocrisy, okay? So mm -hmm. if you're going to ban Lolly, which I'm okay with doing, by the way, you got to also ban this cup crap. Similarly, mm -hmm. if you're going to if you're going to ban blackface, okay? I'm not for or against banning blackface, but if you're going to do it, you have to also ban black people from wearing blonde wigs, right? Cuz that's just equally, yeah. you know, appropriation. Or if white people can't wear kimonos, right? Then Japanese people can't wear a suit and tie. You know, as long as you keep it consistent, right? I'm I'm okay mm -hmm. with you. But when you're inconsistent, do, do people actually get upset about like white people yes, wearing like kimonos? Yes, some people do. That, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yes. Interesting. Is like a thing in the real world or just like no, 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 the real world. Like there was like some uh, Vogue or one of those fashion magazines had a white lady mm -hmm. in a kimono, and she got lampooned. She'd apologize and cry. What? Yeah. That's so weird. Again, like you said, don't don't like every Asian country wear suits, and they got that from the, the British and the Americans. Yeah. Okay, so why are they okay? Why can they wear suits and we can't wear kimonos? Well, I mean, I don't get it. It's just it's just you know, power struggle between people. I don't know. This is this is some real wonky shit. Anyway, I don't know, it, it, yeah, it, it just seems the internet is so sanitized. The now. inconsistency is what aggravates, I think, certain reactionary corners like uh, of the internet. Not mm -hmm. not necessarily a uniform standard, however strict, can be respected. But an ununiform yeah. standard is when you have, um, you know, people fighting back. You can also feel that's kind of unfair too. You know, at least like you, you know, if it's targeting one thing but not something else, they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I can see people getting super upset about that. But uh, yeah, that's the. That's the way it is, boys. And uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. So Twitch is going to ban you if you uh, put on some shitty... First of all, this, this, this cosplay is pretty bad. And second of mm -hmm. all, she only had 160 viewers. It's so sad that she got fan hammered for this. I think I think it was 30-day ban, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, 30-day ban. Do you think this is related? Like this this sanitiz this sanitation... This, san this internet being sanitized, right? Is it related to difficulty in video games trending easier? And being more accessible. Do you think there's like a, there's a, there's, a, there's a correlation here? Do you think these are in the same ballpark? Yes, 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 I do. The same people that want games to be easy and uh, inclusive are the same ones that are all doing this. Is, does it overlap there, you think? I do, I do. But um, that's a little trickier because gaming, you know, for example, was it, what's it called? Sekiro? Sekiro, died, Sekiro yeah. You know, died twice. Shatter. It sold mm -hmm. well. So it, it did well. Just, you know, the market has spoken really well. despite the chatter. So I think, I, mean, I, I think yeah. a lot of it is just chatter. I, I don't really care about the difficulty argument. I care more yeah. about this. This is this is somebody being deplatformed for putting on some brown shit on their face. All right. This is worse, I think, than the, than the easy talk, the easy game mode talk. I don't know, Altai. The easy talk is I mean, it's, it's hurting the, the the youth generation, Altai. Kids today are playing Yoshi's uh yarn land kids today Yoshi are game. playing on their phone all right no kids got fucking no, games kids are playing yes no, they have switches no, kids no, play kids switch games kids fucking play nintendo 40 year old games. 40 year old nintendo nerds have switches all right no, no, yes 40 year old nintendo nerds also have switches but ki uh, people our age are by their kids switches so a lot of young yeah, kids, kids are play a the new yoshi game and the new yoshi games got a brain dead mode yeah two kids are playing yoshi basically a brain dead mode and like an easy like uh, impossible to die and like one step up from that is like you have to really try to lose. Yeah, yeah. So kids, kids these days are playing, are growing up playing those games with those difficulty options. No, I, I don't right? believe you, man. We were young, hold on. We were hold playing on. Mega Man X. All right. well, first of all, look, kids today are playing Fortnite, which by the way, it's not an easy game. Fortnite is good. Yeah. Any PvP game like that is great. Yeah, there's no, I don't think there's no, no PvE. Anyone under the age of eight is not playing Fortnite. Yeah, they're playing Roblox. No, they're not. They are. If you're under the age of eight. Your parents aren't letting you play online multiplayer games. They don't know your kids. Are, you're just on your freaking your iPad going boop 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 boop. Beep, boop. No, I, I, no, come on. Obviously, you could, you could stumble on porn too. I feel like you can have parental controls. And stuff. Oh, they're watching porn. That's, That's like parental controls, please. 
Yeah, after you're like 10, you can get past the parental controls. I don't think people under the age of 8 are playing How many parents do you think know how to set up parental controls? I don't know. but None. I imagine parents, until at least the age of 10, they, they supervise their really? kids' use. So, did our parents supervise our use? Uh, we didn't even have a PC until we were 10, Altai. 11. Well, well, well indirectly. Do you think they would have? <laughs> I don't know. There's no way. We, we... There's no way, Omar. The, the, per, the percent of parents who supervise their kids at all is like... At all. At all. At all. Is like 10%. 90% of kids are just stumbling into whatever they're stumbling into. No checks. No. Uh, Slane, Slane, for example, gives us his personal example that he's a parent and he sets up whatever he needs. So you're crazy. So again, I'll tell you. My point, I'm, I'm not saying that the kids can't get past the filters. I'm just saying if you're under the age of eight, I don't think, I don't think much of Fortnite players or anyone playing online games is going to be under the age of eight. I feel like a certain threshold is when you start playing online video games. Until then, you're playing offline games. You're playing, you know, Nintendo games. You know, you, you don't make that jump between like single player Nintendo games and like very basic like iPad games with like colors and stuff. to like multiplayer games until like 10, 11, or 12. Okay. Let's say you're right. That's what I'm saying. But, okay. So, I don't know. No, I'm not buying your argument that kids are intentionally playing easier games today or being fed initial easier games. Kids are 100% being fed. Hold on. I'll, I'll die. If you're like, if you have a kid, yeah. like, you're going to buy him, you're going to buy like a Switch game. No, I'm not. That, that is like no, the I'm not going to buy them. They're not buying Xbox or support. Parents are not buying their their eight year old Xbox or yeah, PS4. They're buying them a two hundred dollar piece of shit Android tablet, giving them the tablet and saying, "Go to your room. I don't want to hear from you again until that time." And the kid, <laughs> what he just clicking? The kid doesn't know how to use the tablet. He's clicking first. random buttons. Sometimes he ends up on porn. He ends up on this. He ends up on that. He doesn't know what's going on. I ain't buying. These it. kids are not being supervised. I'm telling you, boys. Kids are watching e girls these days. Twitch is the place for kids to play PG thirteen lap dances. Listen, there you go. I was at a restaurant and there was a kid, a little kid, younger than eight, much younger than eight. He was watching the finger family crap. Or not, and, and then one, yeah, yeah, yes, because their parents put it on for them and leave it there on autoplay. Yeah, and then God knows what they're seeing. They're seeing like Spider Man beheading Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are rare. <laughs> Usually they're pretty innocent nonsense, all right? Oh, I'm telling and, you. Yes, yeah, so it was on autoplay, but he's not watching porn, all right? He's not playing, he's not playing, he's not playing online multiplayer PvP games. Look, if kids were playing, like, just if people under the age of eight were playing Fortnite, yeah, that's good because you're playing against other people. Any game that, that matches you against other players, I think, is good for your development. You, you know, you get you're competitive. But if you're playing a game, like uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, you played the new Yoshi game on the Switch. Games are just like brain dead easy. I, I'm I think amazed you, you think that the average kid is playing those games rather than what I'm saying. They are. Okay. They 100% are. There's a gap between watching Finger Family videos on their iPads. Yes, that, that happens too, right? Or maybe some really basic like uh, iPad games. And then there's like the Switch games right. and the Nintendo games. And then and then after that, full-blown mobile Sh and full-blown like Fortnite. Okay. And we got to do Minecraft. some research on this after the podcast for next time. Mm -hmm. But okay, 100%. Now, Steve, you agree or disagree with me? 100% of kids, right, are playing, yeah. what, are doing what I'm saying. The Android games and clicking random shit, right? Now, mm -hmm. maybe 10% of kids are doing what you're saying, playing Kirby's Epic Yarn. They don't have these dedicated devices. These eight-year-olds don't have – even when – we were we were some of the we were we were an exception we, we got a snes at a very young age right the mm -hmm. average I, we grew up with people who never owned consoles remember that yeah the average eight-year-old or younger does not have a dedicated gaming machine he has whatever like whatever device the, the parent hands the kid to shut the hell shut him up when they're in a restaurant that's what that, that's his that's his window into the world okay but let, let's also his window to the world until they start playing online multiplayer games right their window to the world we don't know what they're playing they're clicking different. random shit sometimes they're online sometimes they're not Whatever they're playing, yeah. if they're not playing a multiplayer game, they could game, be playing Roblox. They could be playing. Who knows what they're playing? 
They click and register. Roblox, that's good too. Roblox, can, I, think, I think games like Roblox are really good. So we can see Roblox in the background right now. Roblox monthly active users surpassed 90 million. That's bigger than League of Legends, boys. That is bigger League of Legends, boys. You heard on the MOS.com podcast. Roblox is a bigger game today than League of Legends is. So League of Legends peaked, I think, in 2016 or 2017 with, with when they advertised 100 million users. And since then, their revenues are down about 25%. So if their user player base is down a similar amount, they're down to 75 million players, while Roblox up to 90 million, matching Minecraft's figures. So both Minecraft and Roblox are neck and le- neck in terms of popularity. And this goes back to what I've been saying for a long time, that user-created content in MMOs and online games is the future. And Roblox is actually the best example of how successful user-created content can be. Yeah, and the beauty of Roblox is uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty old game, you know. It got mm-hmm. you got to give it to the developers for uh, you know keeping it relevant, keeping it fresh, keeping it going. Uh, it came mm-hmm. out in two thousand and six. Most of the, I bet the I bet the average kid playing this game wasn't even born when the game came out. And then it was yeah. an interesting uh, concept there. But like, it's amazing what user created content in uh, in Roblox looks like. So maybe just go on like YouTube for example and search like Roblox Counter Strike and see what comes up. I'll tell you. Show us what Roblox Counter Strike looks like. Right. People recreate very popular games on Roblox. I mean, obviously there's these weird sex games too on there, which oh, are yeah. unusually popular sometimes. But there's stuff like Mafia on there. There's like you know, there's there's like uh, there's like you know, you can find like remakes of Battlefield on there where you can pick like from multiple classes. Like you can actually play, the guns are actually copied like directly from like kind of this is you play on dust too right there you know like it looks beautiful and actually works really well people have recreated counter-strike battlefield they've recreated high and seek style games they recreated uh like i don't know roblox i think is awesome there's just so much you can do with it yeah it's, it's a prison break it's style cool games game. um and I, they're not even out in asia yet so i think they have a long long way to go to grow how they hit mm-hmm. 90 million was with uh localizing into European languages like German, French, Portuguese. Um, so once they localize into the East Asian languages, I think they can, you know, go much, much higher than their current 90 million players. Mm-hmm. Like this is like the ultimate like game for kids to go from one. It, it just how how do you compete with Roblox? Like when when the entire community is like obviously not the entire community, like, when, when people are creating content for the game, more stuff will come out for the game than what any develop any individual developer can do. This open platform of like user created content, I think, is unbelievable. I think it's the reason YouTube remains extremely successful. You know, I, I think the amount of hours watched on, on on YouTube, for example, I think will, will will demolish the number of hours watched on uh, on Netflix or, or or CBS or HBO or any like professional. Because like, obviously, Game of Thrones is huge and it got 16 million viewers on the first day, which was like yesterday, right? But the, the, the sheer volume of YouTube content. Is, is, you can't compete with that. Uh, Most of it is shit, but some will be great. Yes, yeah. Well, it depends on the metrics we're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see no value in an eight-year-old staring at a Roblox video. You you do, okay. <laughs> like, I don't think the the monetizable value of a me staring at a HBO show for an hour is the same as an eight-year-old staring at this for an hour. I think it is. I think if you look at the YouTube valuations, I think we looked at this before. Uh, YouTube standalone valuation. I don't think it was it was quite as high as Netflix, but like yeah, YouTube uh, in 2018, Morgan Stanley, like 160 billion dollars. Obviously, Netflix is bigger. I think Netflix is up to uh no, they're about neck and neck. Altai. Netflix is worth 156 billion dollars today, right? And YouTube is about 160. Right. So again, it fluctuates okay, based well, on the number. But, but we both agree that YouTube gets much more views, hours and individual views. Yeah, right. So then, what I would say is true. An, a single a, a single hour of viewing time on Netflix. Is worth more than an hour of view time on. Yeah, you can charge more for it. Yeah, of course. 
Because then there's there's so much there's so much crap content yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, that was my point. Uh, that was my point. Uh, uh, an hour of viewing YouTube is not worth the same as an hour of viewing of viewing. Also, Netflix. I, 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 well, I don't think the gap will shrink. You have to look at like how YouTube monetizes. YouTube can't capture all the value they create. For example, like all the all the channels that create content with Patreon, like Google and YouTube, can't really capture that, right? Whereas Netflix, everything on Netflix, well, you know, it's cool. there's a button now called Join. Uh, you can subscribe to people right on. Yeah, YouTube. but everyone's using Patreon. Come on, who's using the the Join option on? Uh, Come on, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I think it's I think it's grown. I don't know. But, but beyond like these FPS games on Roblox, you can play like Mario Kart games. There's just so many different kinds of games you can play on there. And I'm still blown away that we haven't seen an MMORPG try implementing this. Like WoW or Final Fantasy XIV or, or, I mean, again, the problem is you have to design your game for the ground Bro, up with this. Dual universe you can't kind of is trying, but I don't know if they're going to pull it off. Like, how do you, 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 how, you imagine people, I don't know. It blows away that no one's done this because it just seems like so obvious almost because you just have so much more stuff to do. If they had these built into the game, I mean, even Steam at least has been doing it to a degree with the Steam Workshop, right? The Steam Workshop, I think, is a godsend for a lot of these, a lot of these games. You, know, you have games like Risk of Rain that came out recently. They have, they have Steam Workshop support; people can make mods for it. You know, uh, Slay the Spire, for example, has uh, mod support too. And because of the mod support, the game only has like three playable characters. I mean, they're all really well designed, well balanced, fun. But with the mod support, all of a sudden you have three to like ten playable characters, and new ones are coming out all the time. New cards, new changes, like that mod support. Whichever a game has to be built itself. With the mod support in mind, with the with the user created content in mind, and it's going to be that's the next frontier, boys, for MMORPGs. Well, you know, Estelle said they were going to do it, but we don't know. Well, speaking of that, uh, Peria Chronicles, we actually have an update, kind of on the... Peria Chronicles. That I meant Estelle, yeah. yeah. So Peria Chronicles is actually uh, not dead. Oh, that's all we know. People are kind of inflating what this means. Uh, they updated mm -hmm. their website uh, with a splash screen. So, so um, it's something, right? And uh, there's a Facebook up update. Um, it does mean something, but it doesn't mean a lot. I think people, it it, it kind of impressed me how much support this game still has, or, or following this game has, because with such mm -hmm. a little uh, update, they got a lot of people, you know, excited. So coming soon. Because people, like, people read that this game was gonna be a little bit different. You know, they want to do some of the user created content. Like those ideas are interesting. And I think people realize that. This is and it, like, boys. And more PG. Look, and, and more PG does that that implements these ideas from the ground up correctly. I, I really, I really do think it'll beat WoW. And you will not. I, I guarantee you today, no one will beat WoW by just making another WoW clone that's better. You can't make a WoW clone that's better. The best WoW clone we have, boys, is Final Fantasy XIV. All right, Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn, just 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 basically copied the the staples of WoW and did it with a different art style and some different flair to it. But it's the same theme park like experience. Okay, you can't beat WoW with just another MMORPG that follows the same formula. It's not going to happen. WoW has perfected that formula. The only thing that can beat it is something radically different. Well, I think we're going to keep waiting for that. Uh, I I I I don't know if Paracons will be that game. I'm hoping it is, but my I know, I'm I'm not super optimistic because you know it's kind of like this this no name game at this point really. It looks beautiful though. I do like the art style, and we really haven't seen too much about the game anyway. And I think that they they've already they 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 went to like numerous like restructurings on how they're going to design the game. So like what what their vision is today isn't so obvious anyway. I think the technology is not there. That's why. So when they initially released this um the tra the trailer you guys are seeing. Initially came mm -hmm. out in G Star 2016, so you know three years ago, and I just don't think the tech was there. So hopefully, maybe now, um, with how much Epic has been updating the engine, Unreal Engine, mm -hmm. with Fortnite success, uh, maybe actually I don't even know what engine this is using, but hopefully it's something modern, not like Unreal 3 or something. I don't buy that the engine is not there. I mean, we I think we have the tech. I don't think I mean, we do. If you have games like Minecraft having MMORPGs like Windcraft server, I mean, and and, and Minecraft is not like and more built for MMORPGs, right? It was all modded to do it. And you have Roblox having like MMORPG style games in my in uh, Roblox. 
I think you can make an MMORPG from the ground up with, with that in mind. You know, it has to be designed with MMORPG in mind, and you have all the toolkits built in. I think it can work. You can even have like some levels of if you want to go on like full blown user credit content, you give like some levels of like use, like mod approval and stuff. So, like, I don't know. We and we've seen um the the first implementation in Neverwinter and Star Trek Online for the Foundry. I thought was awesome. Like the things, what happened with the Foundry? The reason it failed, I think, is once it was implemented, it really never got updated. I think the guys that made it quit, and then that's the reason they shut off the Foundry. Like the guys that made the Foundry, who wrote the code for it, just just quit years ago, and they had no idea how to update it or run the Foundry system, and that's why they shut down. If that was if that was nurtured and that was the game, if that was their focus from the get-go, the Foundry could have been an amazing feature in Neverwinter or Star Trek Online and whatever MRPG does it. I mean, that is one implementation of it too. And and Neverwinter and Star Trek Online weren't that popular. Like, yeah, they have a couple thousand people playing online. They, they really were never that big. And despite never being that big, they had countless player-made adventures and dungeons that were really fun. If your game is more popular, obviously you'll get better content too because you have a bigger player base to pull from. And Neverwinter and Star Trek Online had some amazing Foundry content, despite having a pretty small player base. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we won't see this innovation you're talking about with the player generated content in MMORPGs anytime soon. But mm -hmm. I do like, like just like with Roblox and Minecraft, other genres, other games, are going to be implementing it more and more. Um, and how it so two you know big announcements uh, last week or a few weeks ago now. Google Stadia, which is their streaming mm -hmm. thing. Is one cool thing is how it integrates into YouTube. So imagine like uh, Perry Chronicles was actually out, right? Okay. You're watching this trailer, right? And you know how sometimes on the bottom of a YouTube video in the description it says like this, you know, the name of the game. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be able to click into that and just launch the game, like one click. That'd be really because cool. you know, like if you can make that frictionless. Yeah, yeah, awesome. frictionless. So imagine you, you know, Minecraft. You see someone playing Minecraft. You can literally click the button that says Minecraft, and it'll open in in, in the Chrome browser. You'll be start. You'll you'll start playing that game. That's, I think, the biggest selling point for Stadia and any of the cloud software. Because, like, imagine, like, sometimes when you play a game with a friend, like, okay, I gotta go install it. You know, give me 20 minutes to install on Steam, you know? And then by the time the 20 minutes are up, you gotta launch the game. And God forbid it's not free to play, because then it, it stops right there. You know, then I can. It stops right there. <laughs> but then but then you gotta, okay, I gotta change the borderless window because by, by default, my game runs on this shitty 1024 resolution. You gotta change your settings to what you want. And then you can finally start playing after like 20 minutes. But imagine being able to drop a link. Hey, you know, like, let's play Portal 2. Drop a link, you click on it, we start playing instantly. Because you, you don't need to install. It just launches right away into the room. You know, you can maybe set the lobby beforehand and you just drop a link and your friend clicks on it. Boom, you can start playing. Inst that, that, that is that frictionless, uh, that frictionless part of launching a game, I think is the biggest selling point for Stadia as well as any of these cloud gaming software. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hopeful that at least, uh, um, I don't know guys remember, a lot, Stadia has been getting a lot of hate. I don't know how, where you guys mm -hmm. fall on this. So Silly Animals has my internet sucks and no go for me. Okay, that's fair. You know, a lot of people... Uh, live outside the target market for the first rollout of Stadia. But I've been seeing a lot of like uh, un unwarranted attacks against Stadia. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's not going to work for everyone right away. Therefore, it's bad. Like, no mm -hmm. no new, like, like the, what, the RTX 280, right? It costs like what, $1,500? Yes, it's not for everyone. You know, ray tracing, okay, tw ray tracing is now available, 2019. We got ray tracing, right? But it's not for everyone. I don't I don't have it. Omar has it actually, right? You have the 280. 28, yeah, yeah, so Omar has ray tracing. Congrats. I don't have it. I'm not complaining. You know, these things take um, time. So when Stadia comes out, yeah, if you live in, you know, Alabama on a boondocks farm somewhere, guess what? It's not for you. Okay, that's fine. Wait a couple of years and then it'll get better and better. It'll be for you. Mm -hmm. But this concept... It's, is, not a, it's, it's not a good reason to tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so I see a lot of that. Like, oh, 
you go, Google is not even thinking about the people who live in the middle of the forest. How dare they? Like, like what kind of entitlement like, do you have? Don't you know it adds like 50 extra milliseconds to the delay? That's unplayable fucking garbage. You know, it's going to completely ruin finding games and FPS games. But like, yeah, so there's a lot the alternative for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people are playing on like Wi Fi anyway, and they're playing in suboptimal conditions. It's like Stadia is already like on par with a lot of consoles already. It is, it is objectively going to be more latency than a PC with Ethernet. But if you if your if your comparison is like a console, it's already better, than, or equivalent to a lot of consoles. Right. But yeah, it makes no sense to attack it because it's not perfect. And and the reason I brought that up is because guys, don't forget the biggest games out there are things that don't require a lot of like either bandwidth or um, mm -hmm. specs, like like Roblox, Minecraft. Those things can definitely be streamed to you, you know. And I I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say for most use cases. Games like Minecraft don't really require, you know, precision latency. You know, you can you can have a little bit of input lag and still be okay in Minecraft. You know, mm -hmm. I think we, we mentioned this earlier too. Like games like CS:GO and FPS games have a long time suffered from hackers. I think Stadia and cloud gaming could actually reduce hackers a lot because if if you're playing on a cloud gaming platform, you you can't run EXEs and hacks on the the cloud machine. You get you can at most manipulate your own mouse. That's it. Those inputs on your own mouse. But if you can't hook into the actual EXE, the programs, it's going to limit what hackers can do. And that might be the best way to control hacking. If, if you literally can't interact with the files or the EXEs in the game, that that alone could stop hacking like, in, in, you know, right away, which would be huge for FPS games. Yeah, I think there's a lot of room for um, preventing hacking. And server-side hacking is, is, for the most part, off the table. That's like decrypting the package, trying to, trying to you know get through the SH, uh, what is it, the 256 encryption. That, that's not going to happen. And I'm and you know I don't, I'm not sure about this, but mm -hmm. at least in America currently, hacking files on your side, right? The the client side uh, EXE. Hosts, yeah, yeah, it's all it's, it's always client side. Yeah. Also, it's not illegal. You can get banned from the TOS, right? But it's not illegal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure though, if let's say Google or Microsoft have server side cloud hosting, and you hack that, that might be a, oh, that's, a, that's a crime. Yeah. You're gonna go to jail. So you're you're literally infiltrating their yeah, servers. So if you put stuff on your own, own end, that's not illegal. Yeah, so I think that will have a huge effect on limiting hacking. Only because even if it's possible to hack Google servers, you know you're you're literally hacking Google servers now, and that's you know gonna get you in uh, in a jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would say it's impossible. It, I think it would, it, would, it would cut down the hacking quite a bit. So that's also a huge positive for for Stadia and stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna use Stadia because I've you know I've good PC, but I see the huge benefits for a lot of people, and maybe in the future it'll be like really really good. And another right. smaller uh, new announcement, but something that I'm hopeful for as a, as a start, not, a, not an end, but a start. So Twitch has announced that they have they made their first game. It's called Twitch Sings. It's basically a karaoke Ooh. game. Uh, you know, the, the streamer, I guess, can sing songs or and, you know, the viewers can can see them sing badly. But there's some interaction. So the chat can, uh, I guess, nominate songs for you, uh, vote how you did and stuff. So that perhaps, let's say Omar and I were both streaming like we are right now and we were doing this karaoke thing uh we could both be singing a song and you guys can like vote who sang it who sang it better now this is kind of kind of cheesy Primo, obviously whatever it's, it's a little cheesy now I'm, I'm sure the girls will love it uh the e-girls on twitch this was made for e-girls all time this feature was on the top of the list for the e-girls sure, sure. but but right. it's, it's a good place to begin but i want to see more games integrate directly uh with twitch or, or the streaming services so with there's a player streamer and viewer interaction uh, a beautiful way you know we, we've mentioned before is imagine a battle royale like whether it's apex legends or a new one where chat can literally you know use currency on twitch like bits to drop uh packages for their favorite streamer or like mm -hmm. you know someone's let's say someone's behind or something and people can you know pull their bits together to like help them out in some way or cause like an earthquake for the other mm -hmm. guy it'll be cheesy it won't be like a professional tournament or anything but 
it's a, I think there's a lot of potential in uh, integrating, you know, the, the interactive aspect of these things. That'd be really cool. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it makes sense for them to do this because if you look at the streaming platforms in China, for example, like, like Twitch is actually relatively like undeveloped compared to like how far developed China is with their with their streaming platforms. They have they have like four yy.com, huya.com, doyou.com. These three websites are all like individually each bigger than Twitch, and they've incorporated like so many like karaoke stuff. They've they've they've, they've done a lot more with the platform than what Twitch has done. So Twitch, I think, with this karaoke thing, they they just basically are catching up to China. And they're seeing what the Chinese websites have been doing for a long time. So it makes sense. It works. I mean, it's obviously not for me. I, don't th I mean, I've actually never done karaoke in my life. What about you, Altai? Have you ever done karaoke? I'm Several times. Really? Yes. Well, I was never there to see you do karaoke. Uh, I do. I, I, you you got to get drunk. Otherwise, you're crazy if you're doing karaoke. All right. Karaoke is only fun if you get drunk, boys. Yeah. There was a pole. There was a, there was a strip pole. What do you call it? Stripper pole? In our, mm -hmm. I was, I was uh, swinging on the pole while, while singing. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. If Altai and Rimuthi take off their glasses, they can pass off as boys in a boy band. I don't know, Messi. My skin is not smooth enough to be a, a K-pop male singer, all right? I need that, that smooth, delicate Korean skin, all right? If I had that, maybe. Maybe. Altai, did you see this fun, uh, you know, this fun bit of news? Maybe not so fun, but I, I, I consider it pretty fun. So in the Division 2, Altai, there was graffiti on the wall, right? So, like, in the in the city, there's graffiti, right? Okay. Whoa. They have to take. They they vowed to t take this down because it was offensive, which I, it, it kind of is, but it's pretty oh, funny. That's that hilarious. In the game. I see it. Someone yeah. snuck that in there, huh? So, so, that word in there, and the seven is obviously supposed to be a T. Oh, that's good. They're, they're, good. They're referring to the cops as the F word over there. Do you think? But like, look. But I don't get it. Like, if you play a game like The Division, right? How can this be the problem? Like, if you're like literally shooting people, and some offensive term against the cops, like. Presumably, the graffiti was put up by like you know people that don't like the cops, all right. And, and insulting them by putting that there seems like such a non-issue. Like, well, I don't know. Hold up. It seems was odd it actually intentional, or did one guy just know. have a gag? Like, if, if you look at old Disney movies, I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. knew this. There's a lot of phallic symbolism in old Disney movies because the animators snuck it in without telling the executives. Okay, so Google it. There's, there's a whole like articles on this. So. So if this was something that like they wanted to actually make a statement like the cops are the cops are bad, you know, like you know, down with the cops thing. I don't know. If it fits with whatever. I think one guy it, snuck it in, like without telling anyone. He yeah, yeah, one guy probably did snuck it in, right? But like but why the outcry? Why 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 is this not allowed? Like why is it like we can't have this in a game? In a game where you just shoot and murder people and kill people, you can't sneak in in lead speak this offensive term. I don't know. I I, I don't know. You know like, SJWs, bro. I, I'm sorry to like, let you guys know. Like People do yell obscenities at cops today. Like People will, will yell mean things in person at police officers. It happens. Well, it's America. So bro. if you try to recreate that in a game. Well, in America, it's okay to shoot people. Just look at the news. It happens, it happens every day. So, but but, okay but you can't them. call people slurs. That's that's where they draw the line in America. Every country has its own lines. You know, In America, you know, you go, go buy a you know, rifle, assault rifle, walk into a school. It's, you know, you get a medal. But uh, <laughs> I don't know you call that. somebody the F word, now you're in trouble. Now you're done. They take you out back and they shoot you. I don't know. This I, I thought this is interesting though. This this made to the game. I think you're right. That was probably a gag by one of the animators yeah, or yeah, something. But it just seems weird that this was like, oh, they they had to apologize for this and you know they, they pulled it. You know? Maybe it was a plant to intentionally drum up biggest controversy. Ooh. You know, controversy. I think like you'd always do that though. But I, I ain't buying it. Maybe. All right. I I have one more fun story about OpenAI. Did you hear about that, Altai? Uh, how they beat the Dota people. Yeah, so there was an open AI, the five, the, the basically the AI Dota team uh, beat the best team in uh, that one TI uh, last year. OG? 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. 
Here, here's the game. You can just just show while we talk a little bit yes. about it. But now I have the same complaints with this that I do with the StarCraft team at, at Google. The Google's Deep, whatever mm -hmm. it's called, beat some StarCraft two pros. Deep mind, yeah. Uh, again, this was not a, in my opinion, a fair match. It was still a Why? well, they were the, the the AI is restricted to fifteen heroes, a pool of fifteen. I think I think a pool of heroes is like seventeen or more. Okay, what 15, 17, something like that. Okay, so it wasn't um. Yes, it wasn't actual. But listen, but the it's fact they've gone here, yeah. what, why could they could easily get? And not easily in time, they'd be able to get all the heroes. They, they have seventeen heroes playable, and it was a captain's draft mode, and they also disabled illusions. That was it. Yeah, summons and, 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 and summons. So like yeah, no summons. Loan, illusion loan or whatever. Yeah, but there was obviously restrictions. But if you look at the restrictions from previous OpenAI games, it's gotten so much better. In fact, this match where they won against this the world's best Dota two team. Uh, they, if they play this version of OpenAI against the one they had in, in the TI 2018, so like a few months ago, like six, eight months ago, whatever it was, it, this this new version will win 99.9% of, of the time. Their new version has gotten so much better in a short period of time. It's insane. Even though the previous one would be pro teams as well. Now, it completely stomped you know, the, the world's best team under the condition there's only 17 heroes instead of the default 100 or whatever. And the illusion thing. Well, you, I think it's really impressive. So, well, I have a little. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this part, Mark, but this weekend only, from Thursday, April eighteenth, uh, and then until Sunday, April twenty-first, anybody mm -hmm. can sign up to play against OpenAI in Dota two. So, Mark, we yeah, let's, let's get rolled, boys. Let's it. get rolled. We should do it. See, see how we do. Uh, we would get rolled, but yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, people gonna find plenty of ways to cheese them and and make them act the way they're not used to. That'd be kind of cool too. Do you think? Okay, that's a good question. So the pros obviously lost, um, yeah. But of, of when they crowdsource the cheesing, will a group of five find a way to beat it? Yes. 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 All right. That's a power of crowdsourcing too. This, this, you know, the fact that everyone's trying to brute force figure out like where the security holes are. You know, it's it's like if, if you try finding security holes in your software, like until you release it, and people are trying to hack it. That's when you really find out where the problems are. I think when this comes out, people are going to find cheese ways to beat it that like people nobody really thought about. And this one guy is going to find the weirdest strategy that's going to work. And there's one more cheat that was going on with OpenAI, guys. So um, when Google DeepMind plays games like Pong, when it beats games like Pong, it actually does what we do. It has like a camera and it watches the screen, right? So the inputs <laughs> are actually what we're seeing. But unfortunately, that's not what they did with OpenAI. It wasn't. Aww. It wasn't like there was a camera watching the Dota screen. They actually plugged right into the API. So that they had perfect mm -hmm. information coming in. That means they didn't have to, you know, scroll with the mouse. Everything they still had the fog of war, but they had, they had information feeding directly. They had to the, the fog of war, but everything that was in their vision, like let's say, like a tower yeah. could see something, they immediately saw it in a way that humans can't, right? Because we we gotta scroll through the the map, right? So they just got plugged in right from the API. So all the information, all the stats were coming in, like range. For example, sometimes when I'm going to finish somebody off in Dota. Uh, I'll chase him to the tower, but I I don't I don't want to go to tower range. I'll stop right before tower range, right? But sometimes you know, yeah. I won't get I won't get that right. I'll get hit by the tower anyway because I I mistimed it. But yeah, the game doesn't know like the AI the AI didn't know it was playing Dota. It didn't know what these tower well, ranges. That's, meant. that's not no, no, that's not fair because no no computer can ever know anything in that sense. But this is supposed to be more like but that's what, again, they didn't they did not write this to learn how to play Dota too. They just ran like a million simulations. You know, that was kind of the special sauce. But that, no, but that's everything. Every, every computer's like that. No computer knows what it's doing. So yeah, but you, you can still write software for specific reasons. You know, it still like, won't know it's doing it though. Like it doesn't. Fine, fine. Fine. The OpenAI software was not written to play Dota two. Whereas your Windows software is, is specific right, purposes. No, no, no. You know? But it was a trial and error thing. Yeah, that, that, oh, also, all, the, all the machine AI learning is like that. The AI, the default AI in Dota two and StarCraft, scripted. is written no, right, for scripted. Scripted. Yeah, for, yeah, for StarCraft. Yeah. This is not. But that's true of all. So. 
if you take a neural network, remember that video we watched with the faces? Yeah, yeah. That, it doesn't know it's categorizing faces either. Yeah, just categorizing inputs. No, no, no. But th that was made to categorize faces. That was that was a reason the software. No, was created. I don't think so. I think it was. This randomly plug in. Yeah, it's, it's an un, untrained machine learning. There's a term for it. What? I'm getting technical mm -hmm. here, but uh. Okay. Yeah. Ah, I, I thought it was still, it's still really really intense. That like I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the future we'll have we'll have like a separate league for uh for AI you know AI teams. Be kind of cool. Two AI teams playing for the world, you know, the world championship. And what's cool is actually, I watched uh, most of the first game, and there are points in the game where the human team is actually winning. So it's not like it's impossible to beat them. Yeah. And they do play really well. But what, what's interesting too, like throughout the game, the team will like the the AIs will be like, we have like a ninety percent chance of winning. Like towards the end of the game, like we have a nine point nine percent chance of winning. And and uh, if it was an old chat, it'd be pretty good BM. The, the, but it the input into the API is, I think, the reason they chose Dota over uh, League. I think the Dota has a much better backend because people at Valve mm -hmm. know how to code, and people at League don't. So the League yeah. they couldn't they couldn't cause to, to play League the computer had to actually look at the screen, you know, yeah. like a human does. And there is no good uh, you know, way to hook into the backend of League, so mm -hmm. that's why they chose uh, this game. But uh, still, right. still a huge accomplishment. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's getting closer and closer every year. Hopefully, one year soon we'll be at like we can just log in. You and me can log into Dota 2 and click, you know, play against OpenAI and see how we do. All right, enough, enough, enough Western games, Altai. Let's look at let's look at the Koreans. Let's see what the Koreans are up to. All right, I linked you. Uh, the, the, the article came out this last week about Pearl Abyss and Black Desert Online. That's uh, still one of the bigger, uh, you know, PCM RPGs here in the West. They did about a billion dollars in revenue uh, since the game came out. So there's some nice charts you can see in their more recent earnings report from February. But Pearl Abyss tops one billion dollars in revenue through Black Desert and. Most of that revenue now is coming through good old mobile, as you probably guessed. Mobile gaming, boys. Yeah, the mobile version of uh, BDL is still not even out in the West, and it's already uh, just in Korea, mm -hmm. I believe, right? Is it even out in China yeah. yet? I think so. No, it's out in Japan, Japan. as well, because it's actually one of the most popular uh, MRPGs in Japan, actually. Mobile MRPGs in Japan. Yeah. So if you look at, uh, let's see what slide. Look at slide. Look at page six, boys. Look at page six. Page. Here we go. Okay, here we go. You can see revenue by platform is where you can see the big, uh, how much more money mobile is making. So mobile launched in 2018, Q1. And literally on the first, you know, quarter of launch, it made as much money as like the PC version. And look, look, look where it progressed since then. So look at the full year numbers of 2018, for example, the mobile version, like se over 70% for the full year, probably in total, uh, like probably close to 70% and PC is only 30%. It is cool to see in uh, Q4 of 2018, the PC made a comeback. Probably. No, it didn't make it. That 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 that's a that, that that's a lie. And the only reason that's bullshit is because the that's when they bought Eve Online. They're adding Eve oh. Online revenue to the PC, and there is no Eve Mobile yet. Uh. So there is no comeback in Q4. In fact, numbers are probably going even more towards mobile. Because if you look at that trend, 55, 73, 77. Most likely, if if they didn't buy CCP for Eve Online, uh, BDO Mobile would be even bigger. You know, it'd probably be like eighty percent or something. So it probably averaged like eighty percent, some crazy amount. That's interesting. All right. The only reason it looks like it looks good is because the PC comeback is because they bought Eve, and you can see the impact of Eve Online actually on the to the left of there, Black Desert versus Eve Online IP. You know they got an extra yeah, yeah, twelve point nine, you know, billion Korean wands from that. And what's interesting too, like, if you look at um the chart above NAEU, right above our revenue by region, prior to like um like it was seventy percent came from Korea, that was before I think um like look how much came from. It's so much. It's all Korea, right? But if you look at the beginning, if you look at uh, seventeen four Q, rather the first bar chart over there, that was before the mobile version launched, where they only had the PC version. And when they only had the PC version of Black Desert, 
Black Desert was one of those games that was more popular in the West than it was in Asia. In, in Korea, it was only 21%, and in Asia as a whole, it was it looks like, well, 37%, rest of Asia. In NA, Black Desert was 42% of their revenue. So Black Desert PC was really popular because of America and Europe. You know, the game was success in, in America and Europe. But the moment they launched the mobile version, look how much Korea jumped from being 21% to 63%. The only change there was the mobile version. Yeah, and, and once again, you yeah. can see the EVE numbers. Um, so North America went from 8% to 24%, and that's all because of the EVE purchase. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Good to see the numbers. And I was a little surprised when they announced that $1 billion franchise uh, number. And even of that number, a lot of it is mobile now. Yeah. Mobile gaming, boys. But they're working on other, you know, apparently CCP, the, the uh, Pearl of guys are working on other games. So beyond just uh, Black Desert. We do know actually Black Desert is launching in English this year. We don't know when. And even though it still has autoplay stuff, Black Desert Mobile, and obviously a lot of Westerners are not going to like it for the autoplay stuff. It has the best character creation you'll see in any mobile MRPG, like hands down. No other mobile MRPG even comes close. If you look at the character creation in like Lineage 2 Revolution or some jazz, there's like four hairstyles and two hair colors. It's a joke. It's what like it's like what we had in like 2008 with like uh, Last Chaos or Shea. When those games, when those free-to-play MRPGs were popping, they had like three hairstyles and like two hair colors. That's what most mobile MRPGs are today. Even popular mobile MRPGs have like four hair colors and that's it there's like no customization whereas black desert mobile has you know very similar to the black desert pc level of appearance customization which is pretty cool that's what the koreans are up to mark but i gotta mm -hmm. i, I want to share what the chinese are up to what are the chinese up to all time? now this company netease which by the way blizzard decided to hand over the diablo uh ip to oh, i love NetEase. great company uh has decided to make a new game well to rename a game um this game is called buildtopia and i want you to take a look guys at this game Coming out this is a totally original game. Where right? did the idea no for copy. this game come from? How did NetEase come up with the ideas and concept behind Buildtopia? Hmm. I think NetEase just has a really talented group of developers on staff, and they're just really at the at the cutting edge of uh, technological advancement and game design. All right, <laughs> they're breaking boundaries. They're 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 trying new things. All right, they're just they're playing with ideas that those Westerners are just too afraid to do. All right, China is in the forefront. Of, uh, of game design and and buildtopia is where it's at i've never seen a game this this innovative you know this art style Nothing like it and you'll see when they get on the ground just how much and how similar this is to fortnite it's honestly i, th I think your analogy with blizzard giving their ip to netties to make a mobile game and your analogy with like them being a cuck or something it makes sense after seeing this definitely you're literally you're literally giving the hen to the fox and saying, you know, can you guard this hen for me? <laughs> yeah. So, like, what's crazy is Netty is is unbelievably successful with their knockoff games. These knockoff games do really. This this game is already approved for launch in, in China as well. So they got you know th th this game is gonna be big in China. I, I have no doubt. I mean, you have the same building features that you have in Fortnite. The art style is identical. The way you find the weapons are the same. There's different tiers of weapons you can find randomly. This video is kind of slow, but you'll see eventually when you start shooting, you know, building stuff. It, it, it's so similar. Like and the resources are the same too. Like, it's the same concept. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. This is I mean, the hairstyle looks kind of similar too. Like this is yeah. That's the thing. They even made the main guy that you start as the same like short blonde hair white dude. Like yeah. why couldn't they make that part different? Why? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just weird. I feel like they they really don't even know. Like it, I feel like Chinese game designers. And I, I don't want to sound racist here, right? But like Chinese game designers, they don't know what makes a good game, right? They have, they have no fucking idea. How to make a game but they do so they copy fortnite right and and they don't 
they're too afraid to change anything. They, they might think if they change that, that that blonde guy, the short blonde guy's hair, the game might be a flop. They, they think maybe that maybe that's the reason Fortnite's successful. It's the default character model. So they copy everything. You know, you know? Let's, let's tie this into the open AI. You know how you're saying the AI doesn't know what it was doing? It's kind of just blindly uh, following inputs and successful generations. Mm -hmm. That's the same with the Chinese development model. They don't, they don't actually know they're developing a game. They're just given uh, zeros and They're given the source code. They hacked the source code of like Fortnite, okay? It's zeros and ones. And they, they just replicate it. They reverse engineering it without even realizing what they're doing. And so they end up creating the guy with the blonde hair. The same guy, the short blonde hair. They're just like, maybe yeah, they're like robotic duplicators, you know? It's it's weird, man. It, they couldn't even change like some of the smaller features in the game. <laughs> like, they don't know what works or not. They have no idea. They're too afraid to change even the smallest things. Yeah, it's amazing. And, exactly. You know, can I restate what I said? It's just... You see this a lot with these Netties clones. And Netties has done this a lot. They've copied Dead by Daylight. There's a literal Dead by Daylight clone as well. Like, identical to, like, the, the PC version in China. But it's for mobile. There's also the, the ripoff of Brawl Stars. Netties copies games all the time. And it's just really weird to see Blizzard, which is kind of like a powerhouse for Western gaming, you know. Even if you don't like Blizzard games today, you have to kind of admit that Blizzard is, you know, pretty iconic. And they have some of the most you know, interesting and valuable IPs in Western gaming. To, to partner with, you know, Netties to make your game is really, it's almost like shameful. Yeah, it, it, you're showing no respect uh, in yourself when you hand, when you just give up to them. Mm -hmm. Betrayal makes sense as well. Nagasi asks, are there any of these Chinese games better than the copy? Uh, some of these Chinese games actually do run really well, like in terms of fluidity. I played this, uh, I played a Chinese Overwatch clone recently, and it was actually not bad. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't I know. that. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Are you, are you telling me it was more fluid than... Overwatch? Hold on, I'll tell you. The drop mechanic when you're falling in in uh art when was it Horizon what's it called? Horizon something, okay? Horizon Source. When you were when you were dropping in Horizon Source, it was actually more fluid than PUBG and probably equivalent to, to uh, Fortnite. Alright? They had the falling animations down, alright? They, they 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 do a good job ripping stuff off sometimes, alright? All right, one more. I want to show you guys. Uh, let's, let's tie in a few c components we talked about here. So Minecraft we talked about, yeah. user-generated content, uh, and mods. Mm -hmm. Minecraft has a lot of mods. I saw this video this mm -hmm. week, and I thought it was really cool. So it's ray tracing in Minecraft. Add it to Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So let's, I want you guys to see this. Looks really pretty. Look at these beautiful Minecraft graphics, boys. Wow, look at that water in Minecraft, boys. The 4K Minecraft water. You know, my another reason Minecraft, by the way, is so successful is the user-created content. You know, all those modded servers—they have servers for Minecraft with like twenty thousand plus players on a single server. Okay, they have like <laughs> they have like an MMORPG server. There's so much custom shit for Minecraft. That's why the game is doing so well. There you go. Slain uh, said it best, I think. <laughs> Blizzard be like, "Fuck my wife, please." <laughs> it just. Because, like, Blizzard is clearly capable of making good games. Like, even Overwatch, I think, is a really good game. Like, they know how to make games. But, like, I, I, I guess they, they just... They, they, they don't do the mobile, I guess. They, they don't want to experiment. They're too afraid to experiment. I think as companies get bigger, too, we've seen this a lot. I mean, it's a pretty common theme that when a company gets too big, they get, like, really slow at innovating. And, and they don't want to take risks. Like, if you look at Nintendo, Nintendo has been very slow to embrace mobile. They've been very slow to embrace a lot of big trends. And we've seen... Like, Blizzard's not doing any mobile games, either. And League of, League of Legends, right? Games, they're like the most stagnant company ever. Like, League has not changed that much since launch. Like, even Dota 2 like, has changed numerous times completely with 
completely revamped skills and talents and stuff. But the league really hasn't changed that much from the, from the time it launched. Yes, we have different talents. We have some minor changes. But it really hasn't changed that much. And Riot Games hasn't... It took Riot Games like like six years to make a goddamn replay system. Yeah, I know. So like these big, a lot of these big companies get very, very fat and lazy when they're making all this money. So it's... Maybe that's why they're too afraid to make mobile games. And Netties doesn't. Netties is a beautiful position because Netties they don't need to innovate. Netties is not in the business of innovating. They're in the business of copying everything. Okay, that's their business. So if you get fat and lazy, okay, on the top of your list, you you, you look at the most popular games, you just copy them. There's no innovation required. You, you just copy whatever's working. Indeed. Well, with that said, we have one Kickstarter mm -hmm. game that's kind of making the Ooh. small ways. This is not a big game. Um, All right, let's see it but it's worth it's worth mentioning. It's an MRPG. So Ooh, they have 15 days left to MRPGs go. MRPGs funded on Kickstarter, boys. That's like the there you go. And uh, they raised 13,000, which is not a lot, out of their 35,000 dollar goal. So they don't seem mm. to be on track so far to actually hit this goal. But let's watch this uh, uh, this trailer here. And what do you guys think? Is this gonna get funded? New action combat sandbox MRPG from Ready Up Studios. I see some red circles, and you got dodge out of the red hey circles. Guys, the traditional action MMORPG gameplay. Whether you're playing Terra, whether you're playing Blade and Soul, that is the core of any action MMORPG. You stand outside the red circles, all right? Yeah, it looks cute, right? Little, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, like, like this actually looks better than a lot, of the, a lot of the Kickstarter MMORPG we've seen. Usually we look at really shitty Kickstarter games, so this already looks better than a lot of those. Yeah, they, they weren't asking for a lot, uh, but... I don't. I, I think it's just like a couple guys making this. It's not like a a studio mm -hmm. or team, and I I don't think they're gonna make it because um usually Kickstarter seems to be front loaded, right? Like the first few days. Yes, very front loaded. Yeah, you make most of the money. Yeah, but like at least get hand to these guys. They didn't just come here with like some like they didn't promise the world. They're not like okay guys, we're gonna we're gonna make this deep and more PG where the weather system affects the the plants. And what, what what you know, depending on you know what soil you get, like depending on the soil nutrients, you get different potions from it from the plants that come out of there. You, you show me this video with uh, Chronicles of Illyria, and, and and the guy was so delusional. They're talking about like soil samples, depending on the weather, depending on, like what what plants you pull out at certain times, and if the soil was like stepped on or something, you get different yields on your potions and stuff. It was insane. Those guys are are absolutely batshit crazy to think any of that's going to happen. Yeah, these guys are like clearly. Looks pretty straightforward to trying to do. So good for them trying to keep their their vision narrowed. But that that interview with the Chronicles of Lyria guy talking about soil and how it affects your your, your output is rid ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're losing the uh, forest uh, for the tree. Yeah, they're so focused on like making one thing super in depth and ridiculous that the game is never going to come out. I, I, I don't know. I, I am not optimistic. I am way more optimistic on um, master creation. Even that, I'm not optimistic on. But like that's. That has, that has much greater, much infinitely greater chance of coming out than Chronicles of Illyria. Chronicles of Illyria is just, just promising too much. They're trying to, they're trying to change it. They have no chance. If it was maybe like EA was trying to do that or if Bioware with a $100 million budget, yeah, maybe they could do something, you know? But like, with how much they're trying to do with literally no, you know, the guy, the, the, the guy who made Chronicles of Illyria, the founder, is like no game development experience or design experience, you know? There's no chance. Yep. Well, that's just wanted to bring that up, guys. This game is out there mm -hmm. if you want to fund it or look into it more. Which is called yeah. Oath. I, I'm rooting for them. The game, look, what you see here is like, look, the problem with a lot of these uh, MRPGs, it's very much like winner take all model, where the most popular MRPGs get really popular and stay popular, and all the smaller MRPGs just die because the, the player base isn't big enough to support them. This game looks functional. They clearly have made something already. You know, there's something here, okay? But I, I don't I don't know if it's going to be enough. It's probably not going to be enough to like 
you know, keep keep players around for a super long time. But they they came to Kickstarter with something. There's some gameplay here. And if you like what you see and you want to support them, go for it. Indeed. Uh, any other specific news um, to talk about this week? I know PS5 got announced. I hope, I, I'm sure you all heard about that. Um, mm-hmm. A few surprises there. One, they actually got going with the uh, third generation of the Z- AMD Zen chip, which is a good. I initially, when the initial uh, code number leaked, people were speculating it was going to be Zen Plus and not Zen 2. So it's good that it's Zen 2. Uh, two, it's going to launch with SSD built in, which is amazing. Um, that's like a one big fail point I felt of consoles this generation. They still launch with these shitty spinning discs, long load time. So that's good. And no, it's going to come out in 2020, not 2019. Those are the big PS5 announcements. All right, 2020 PS5 coming. As a PC gamer, not super excited. Maybe if they launch like a like a big Final Fantasy title, maybe I'll buy it for that. But like, there's got to be a big game. To I pull think me actually, there. there's a as as a PC gamers, we should be excited because what I've learned, reluctantly had to admit to over the past few years, is any game, even the games that come out on on um. PC, like Anthem, right, are kneecapped because they have to be designed for PS4, right? Not even PS4 Pro, PS4. They got to be, they got to run on PS4. And that really, really limits the things you can do in a game like Anthem. So I think one of the mm-hmm. reasons Anthem is so, you know, kneecapped is because of uh, the restrictions placed on it by these old consoles now. So when a new console comes That's out, true. When, when, you know, when EA, uh, Ubisoft, whatever, uh, Bioware, whatever, when they're developing games, for that console, it's going to work a lot better on, on our PCs as well. It would be it would be a net positive for PC because of that. Yes, you know yes. It, we will not be bottle bottle cap bottlenecked by uh, by that anymore. Right, the only other news I had was Candy Crush had their best quarter ever, boys. Four hundred million dollars they made. Candy Crush in the last three months made four hundred millies. And it, good chunk of change for the Candy Crush. Like you said, that's their best quarter ever. So this game is getting bigger and bigger. But there's one caveat. So hmm. this is the this is the revenue. For the Candy Crush franchise, I, mean, I don't know if you knew Ooh. this somewhere, but Candy Crush is not is not one game. There's Candy yeah, Crush Soda Saga, Candy Crush uh, Friends Saga, Candy Crush Jelly Saga. So a lot of a lot of sagas in the in the Candy Crush universe. Okay, the Candy Crush franchise is booming. All right, it's popping. Yes, Candy Crush B- Battle Royale is next, boys. You drop down. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. No, do, do, do you see there's a real life battle royale going on all Tell me about that. Oh, that's a good story. I'm, I'm glad you. That's a fun yeah, one. There's actually. I, I I vaguely heard about this, but I didn't read anything about it. So. So some rich guy actually got in contact. There's apparently a website that uh, it's called hushhush.com. It's a, a a site where you organize weird things by rich people. And so some guy. Weird sex things probably. Probably sex things involved. Yes. So okay. some rich guy is offering a hundred and thirty thousand dollar prize for one hundred people to come to an island, a private island. And fight with airsoft rifles. So you don't, no one's gonna get airsoft. No one's gonna get killed. It's, airsoft team, then. it's airsoft, right? But the last man standing will get one hundred thirty thousand dollars, and he's even paying sixty thousand dollars for somebody, to, someone called the game maker, to organize it because he doesn't want to do. It, he doesn't want to organize it. So, Hold on. So wait, why why can't you just do this at a regular airsoft place? Why why an island? Because, uh, ah, this story just got lame. I want I want some blood. There's no way. Oh I, yeah, there's no way they can use, actually kill each other. But it's still well, obviously. Cool. But what's the point of using hush hush website? You just you just post on Facebook. There's nothing illegal here. There's nothing you know contentious. There's nothing controversial. Some dude likes airsoft. And he wants to play some airsoft. And he wants to organize an event. Why is he using this hush hush website? I don't know, bro. I want a real battle royale. Well, he's he, apparently he's a huge fan of the genre, so I think he just wants to replicate, you know, the, the PUBG experience. There was a there was a more interesting story I think about uh, I think some Russian like multimillionaire it was like some kind of battle royale and people were gonna die and 
What was it? Let me see if I can find it again. I don't know. There was a real like rust-like experience. I think you had to like go to Siberia and survive in the like you like a rust-like experience to survive in like the in Siberia for like six months. If you if you make it, you, you, you like he said like there's, there's all these other teams and like he's you know you, you shouldn't kill each other, but like if you kill each other to like survive, that's fine. He's like you still qualify to win the prize or something. There's some real wonky story from like a year ago. I, I forgot the details though. Well, survival survivor is not the same as battle royale because you just yeah you, the, the enemy you're actually the humans are working together against the environment, mm -hmm. not not fighting each other. I can't find it. Speaking of which, you know the Netflix uh, Bandersnatch, that uh, Black Mirror episode where you had some interactive mm -hmm. Netflix shit going on. A new one mm -hmm. came out uh, this time by Bear Grylls. So he's on an, he's on like some nature area, like a like an island or a desert, and he has to survive. And you got to make choices, like should I eat the beetle or not? Uh, that's actually out now. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried it yet, but it'd be something fun that we should try. Mm -hmm. All right, here's here's the nonsense article from Gizmo that I was talking about before. I forgot the details. Let's take a look. <laughs> it's probably not real. Hunger Games style reality it's, show. It's, it's definitely not going to be real. No way. Yeah. It's going to be bullshit. It's bullshit, man. The guy's name's on it, all right? It's it's always some Russian, all right? It's Piekowski. To allow... Whatever. Whatever. Uh, uh, Real, real talk. Altai, if it's a battle royale, okay, and if you win a billion dollar prize, would you would you enter Altai? No. Okay. What about this? Your competition, your only competition, is middle schoolers. So you're like the full adult, and there's only melee weapons on the island. How many? How many? How many middle schoolers? There's there's there's, there's you and there's nine nine middle schoolers, and it's a free for all. Only one can win. You know what? How big is island? Am I gonna die to the elements? No, no. You can find like you can like food crates and shit too. Okay, food you got some meal ready to eat and shit. All right, there's some like. Because island. Some, some... Am I gonna be sleep deprived? You might. It's it's. Remember, other kids will be sleep deprived too. You're competing against the well, middle schoolers. As I kill twenty middle schoolers and I got to, it's like been thirty hours. I got to sleep and one of them just bashed my head in while I'm sleeping. So no. Well, you, you better you better fucking hide when you go to sleep. No, I, don't know. I wouldn't do it. It's not worth it. You wouldn't do no. it. You get a billion dollars. Only middle schoolers. If it's like if it's like one square mile, right? And I got to kill twenty nine no. kids. Fine. Can you kill 99 kids in like uh like fucking before you get tired? Yeah, watch, sure. Swing the bat one time each. I don't know. The... <laughs> Swing the bat, cracking those skulls, can get you real tired, you know, get a real workout. I'll take my chances. So though. you wouldn't do it all day. It's like weapons. a big island where I have to like traverse and rest and like eat and sleep and drink. But they're, they're traversing and resting well, yeah, too. It's so stats. Like, you know, they're not all sleeping at the same time. You as an adult, Altai, can have probably a better chance of finding food, climbing trees, doing all this shit than these middle schoolers. Okay. So you, you're gonna, the fact that the bigger island has a big advantage for you too. I don't think so. I I think it just lowers your stats. All right, Altai Altai wouldn't do it. Anybody in chat? Would you do a battle royale against nine nine middle schoolers? If you get a billion dollars, if you win. She's <laughs> a big ass seventh grader. <laughs> They're random, so some of them will be girls, Russia, some will be dudes. Have you have you seen this article, Omar? Hmm. I'd do it. Yolo. It'd be fun. I feel so this, bad this, for the guy in the left. This, this is a thing. I feel so bad for the guy in the left. Holy shit! This looks awesome. I would not want to have a slipping contest with this bear on the right. Wait, wait, wait! Wouldn't you just surrender as soon as the battle begins? Like you look at this guy. <laughs> holy fuck! I give up. I yield. I yield. Uh, <laughs> is this real? Now this is an MMO. Look at the video. There's a video. 
All right, here we go. There's a video. Let me turn this shit down. Audio's too loud. Turn it down. He got wrecked. This guy got wrecked. The slapping. The championship winner walked away with a prize of four hundred seventy dollars. Whoa! He can buy like the the latest Razer headphone and mouse and keyboard with that set. All right, guys. I think we're I think we're veering off. It's a professional support. Listen, all we're right. veering off course here. That means uh, we're going to move to the post game more. Unless you have anything else. All right. No. Okay. So stick around for the post game for more of this kind of stuff. And uh, right, thanks, thanks for, for watching. watching. For Take care. All right. I still maintain, boys. If the Olympics.